Welcome to Break the Ice with Mike Vogel, presented by Power Up Premium Trail Mix, the official trail mix of the Washington Capitals. Welcome to another episode of Break the Ice, joined this time by Caps defenseman Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And Trevor, thanks for hanging out with us on a on a blustery day here in January. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to it. Notice that you grew up in Middletown, New Jersey, and uh, I know that, that that's one of those towns that shows up on the money, best <laughs> places to live in, in, in uh, the, the U.S. Uh, probably every other year or so. Um, what was what was it like growing up there? Um with a couple of brothers who were vastly into hockey, and how did that that love for hockey grow and flourish? Yeah, uh, like you said, grew up in kind of central New Jersey, close to the close to the shore, not the not the Jersey Shore that right. people th- think of, but uh, kind of close to the water. We grew up. Uh, my dad loves to be on the on his boat, so we did that a ton. And yeah, like you said, I have a couple brothers. I have an older brother James, and uh, my dad loves hockey. He was born in Montreal. A uh, big Canadians fan, and then became a, a Rangers fan too. Just um, kind of where we're from, it's kind of pick uh, between Devils, <laughs> Rangers, and and Flyers for uh, your fandom. And then, uh, yeah, so we got into playing hockey when we were really young. And uh, when your older brother does something, you generally uh, follow along, and and you want to be like him. So, yeah, ever since we were we were really little, we were playing hockey, and uh, whether it was in our basement, in our driveway, uh, early mornings on the weekends, we were we were doing it a lot. Um, so, did you guys gravitate toward the Rangers as well, you and James? Yeah, we always uh, we always did uh, a little bit. I know growing up, like Brian Leach was my yeah. my favorite player, favorite guy to watch. And uh, most Christmases, uh, our our big gift uh, would usually be we'd get to pick one Rangers game. We'd take the train in. The train's pretty close to my house and. Train obviously runs right underneath uh, the garden yeah. there, so that was always the the big gift of Christmas. And then, uh, yeah, going into those games, obviously that arena is pretty special. A lot of history, a lot of big moments, and whether it's hockey or, or, or other events, but it's uh, it was always a lot of fun. It is. It's an incredible uh, arena, especially after the remodel too. What was it like to to play your first NHL game there? Not not your first NHL game, yeah. but to play there for the first time uh, after all those times that you'd gone as a kid. Yeah, it was funny. I think I want to say my I played a preseason game there my mm-hmm. uh, rookie year, so not quite the full full kind of atmosphere, but it was still uh, pretty cool. And I remember we went into a shootout, or we were doing one because they did one after every game. I think at that point. And I got to like six or seven shooter, and I got the tap that I was up next. And luckily, uh, I think we might have ended it just before that, so I didn't have to go. That I know the nerves were were pumping pretty good, but it was uh, pretty cool. And then it's always uh, a lot of fun to go back. Usually, my parents can make it in, and uh, a couple friends can can make it in the stands. So it's definitely always special to play there. Nice. Did you did you guys play other sports growing up as well? Yeah, we did a lot. We did uh, baseball, soccer. I love to play basketball. Never did that one. Uh, uh, competitively, I guess, or organized, uh, you could say, but uh, love to play that my, in my driveway. But did a lot of like organized baseball until probably middle school and soccer till middle school, and then kind of once high school started, really kind of focused in on hockey. And you kind of followed in in James's footsteps. You guys went to the same um, same high school. What um, at what point did did it become apparent that 
that his career was was going to take. I mean, he was second player drafted overall in yeah in two thousand seven. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like growing up, you're always thinking we went to the high school, uh, a private high school by us called CBA. They had a good hockey team at the time, and uh, the public school by us was just kind of getting a hockey team. So we always knew we'd want to go there. We knew the coach; he's the one that taught us how to skate, Mike Reynolds. So we got to uh, to know that and do that in our area and. Yeah, obviously, when you're growing up, that, that that's the biggest thing. You go to a couple of high school hockey games, the crowd is packed with yeah. a few hundred people. It's not these big uh, stadiums, and that feels like it's, uh, oh, if I could do that or just do that, that'd be so cool. If I could make the varsity team, it, it'd be so cool. And I remember James did that his freshman year, played varsity. It's like, oh, mm. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than this. Yeah. But then quickly you learn. he. He was pretty good in, in high school, scored the state championship overtime winner uh, his sophomore year, and then after that he was out to Ann Arbor to play for NTDP. And then I think once that happened, once he left and uh, went out with kind of all the guys, uh, the top guys of his age group from the U.S. and saw that he was one of the better players on, on that team, that you knew uh, uh, he had a, a high trajectory. And I think at that point we were still only just – maybe we don't re- didn't realize exactly – what that meant, but we were just like, oh, this is going to be so cool. He's going to play college hockey, and we're going to get to go and see that. Because in New Jersey, there's, I mean, it's not like growing up in Massachusetts or yeah. something where there's a ton of college hockey to go around and see, so you don't see that as much. But I remember going to a, a UNH game when uh, they were recruiting James and thinking this was this was really cool. And, and yeah, it's, it's kind of step-by-step, and he's done it kind of on a pretty quick uh, path where he did a couple of years of college and right to Philly. So it was uh, it was cool to see and. Uh, yeah, I think we kind of didn't realize it or a little naive to how good he how good he really was until it actually like happened. So it's uh, it was awesome to see, and I know without him, I probably wouldn't end up being here. He's kind of showed me the way. He's he's been a few years ahead of me, so he's kind of been able to test stuff out, see what works for him, yeah. kind of experience the life of college, and help me get through that, and end up at UNH, same place he went, yeah. and that was awesome for me. And then. Uh, uh, ended up in Chicago and kind of helped me get prepared for what to expect from a, a longer season or had a best uh, present myself in my first training camp and stuff like that. And yeah, it was, uh, I'm very fortunate to have an older brother who uh, went through it before me. Well, and you played um, jun- a couple uh, a couple of years of uh, junior hockey for the, uh, the, the uh, junior Monarchs, I yep. think. Um, did, did that come about because of uh having been there to the durham area anyway and uh that was more uh so i mean i could probably pretty confidently say this that after my senior year of high school is kind of if it wasn't for james i probably would have just maybe maybe played d3 somewhere i was Mm -hmm. even with james i was really close to just going to babson school in new england and uh uh just playing d3 and just getting a good education and, and going from there and uh, didn't really know much about junior hockey and didn't want to, at that point, didn't want to kind of not waste my time, but I didn't know how realistic college sure. hockey was for me. I didn't want my parents paying for me to go play a couple of years of junior just to end up at the same place I would have been. So it was kind of a really tough decision. I remember uh, needing to let the know, needing to let the Babson coach know, and uh, like on a Friday and on Thursday night, just sitting up with my parents, like, what do I do? I don't know. Uh-huh. And then, eventually, just ended up uh, taking the chance. Had uh, fortunately had a uh, the coach of that uh, Monarchs team was Sean Tremblay, and he uh, showed a lot of confidence in me and gave me that confidence to kind of 
take the jump, take the leap, and try to play juniors and play Division One. Kind of that was the only thing on my mind at that point. And, yeah, it all worked out for, for the best. So I owe a, a lot of people uh, a lot of thanks for that. When you had three pretty good years there, and you played for Dick Humilly, who was you know, kind of a legend. Yeah. I think he coached there something like 30 years, and yeah. you were kind of right there in, in the middle of it. Um, what did that do for your career, those, those, those three years there? Yeah, I know. That was uh, some of the most fun uh, I ever had playing hockey. It's uh, you're with, like the college experience is a lot of fun. You're kind of all in it together, taking your classes, figuring all that out, managing your time, going to play and at Boston University and at UNH. We had a great uh, home, uh, home ice advantage. We had great fans, and the, the fans there all with their synchronized chants and <laughs> throwing a fish on the ice when you score a goal. It was it was uh, a lot of fun, and three years I'll uh, always look back fondly on. And, yeah, Coach Humilly was, was huge for me. I remember getting there my first year and just really wanting to be in the lineup every night, not having much more expectation than that, not points-wise, do this, do that. Just really wanted to play every night, and fortunate enough for me, uh, it worked out for me, and uh, I got to play most nights uh, my freshman year. And, uh, yeah, Coach Humilly is an awesome guy, but, someone I look back on really fondly of. I think he was he was awesome because he just genuinely cared about the guys and and uh, he could get you fired up and ready to play no matter what. And, and when you did win, he uh, he celebrated in the locker room just as hard as everyone else. He was just as excited when we'd beat guys like Maine or something, our big rivals. He'd be in there jumping around with us. So <laughs> it was, uh, he was a, a great guy, and you really could feel that he genuinely cared about you, and it made you want to play that much harder for you, for him. And I think that's why he was so uh, successful. How fun was that? That whole hockey East, uh, the, all the rivalries, and and the the closeness geographically of of, uh, of all those teams. Yeah, it, it is funny. It's because uh, obviously everyone has their rival, and you don't kind of understand. It's like, oh well, I, I don't I don't know anyone from Maine. I I, I don't really dislike him, whatever. And then you play him a couple of times. Their fans are all over you, and then you see why you, uh, you don't like him. And yeah, I th- I think there was nothing we enjoyed more than uh, going up to Orono, Maine, and and winning uh-huh. a game. And I know for Coach Humilly, there was nothing he enjoyed more than uh, doing that. So it was uh, a lot of fond memories. And then you get to go to places like uh, Gutterson Fieldhouse in Vermont, and the, all the rinks in uh, Boston, whether it's Northeasterns playing yeah. at Matthews and and stuff like that. There's a lot of tradition a lot of really good teams and we got to play against a lot of really good players and those bc teams when i was in school were really good they yeah. had johnny hockey hayes uh, a bunch of really good guys they were tough uh, we didn't have much luck against them but it was always uh, a lot of fun um and you stayed three years that so it was a year longer than than your brother what would you study there and and did did you finish up the degree is that something that's on your radar yeah that's something i gotta i gotta get done i did yeah i did three years when I was doing juniors, I actually was able to take a couple classes uh, during that time. So I'm only, uh, I think, like three and a half classes short. Oh, so nice. I'm very close. I was studying finance, and uh, a bunch of us uh, that were in the same uh, our same year uh, were in the same major. So uh, yeah, we were all grinding through it together. So I gotta, I gotta get my my degree, and uh, I know my mom and dad would be. Uh, uh, very happy if I did that. So I really got to uh, <laughs> one of these one of these summers. Uh, just do it. It's not it's not too much. Yeah. And UNH was great. So I just got to uh, figure out a way to uh, get those classes going and get them finished up. Yeah, that doesn't sound like uh, it'll be too much too much heavy lifting there. Um, did you leave 
because the Hawks came after you? And were there other teams that? Because I know she signed in March of 2014, so probably right after that, that junior year. Yeah. Were there I, other teams that were interested as well? Yeah. So I wasn't drafted. So uh, you're kind of almost fortunate at that point where you can kind of, if more than one team has interest, you can kind of see what fits mm-hmm. best. And yeah, there were there were a couple teams and uh, Chicago. Uh, uh, just seemed like a good fit, and they had interest, and uh, it'd be a, it was a great place to to start my yeah. career. And it was really hard to leave UNH. I know uh, it was something I stayed up many many a nights after my junior year ended, which I was hurt at the end of my junior year, which made it even more tough to to end my college career that way. But uh, you had to sit down with with family and kind of decide. Uh, at that point, I was a little older since I had done a couple of years after high school, so I was already uh 22 23 at that point so I felt like it was a good time to kind of get my pro career started and uh UNH had given me a lot so it was really tough to to leave before I was done but uh coach Emily was really supportive and and knew it was probably the right time and yeah I ended up in Chicago and yeah it it was awesome uh was prepared going into my first camp like I said with James kind of having me uh ready with uh what to expect and kind of didn't try to do too much and was fortunate enough uh, uh, the staff uh, liked what I did in camp and was able to make the team. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned you were injured. Was that the ankle? Yeah. Okay, so you're injured, you sign. What was that summer like preparing for that, that first NHL camp with, you know, coming off the, the ankle injury? And, and like you said, you obviously did open some eyes because – that one but being a, a Stanley Cup championship team and it was pretty loaded on the, on the blue line too yeah. so um I mean good for you that you're able to crack <laughs> that that lineup yeah no it was uh obviously uh going into your first uh NHL camp you want to be uh feeling your best and doing uh, whatever so coming off an injury probably isn't the most ideal thing but I had done that early enough where it was I think in January that I broke my ankle so mm-hmm. I was back feeling pretty healthy uh few months after that so I had a, I had a full summer of training I did a bit with James and and felt uh, as prepared as I could and yeah when I got there I tried not to do too much and yeah unfortunately uh, I was kind of plagued by the injury bug a little bit right away where after the first 20 games I broke my kneecap and then I came back for a few games broke my wrist and then yeah. uh, played in the in the finals there and we were able to win but it was uh it was definitely a whirlwind uh 12 months yeah how did the uh fractured patella happen that was like mid-november of the first year yeah so that was just a yeah just a fluky play it was yeah close to my 20th game or whatever it was i think it was right off a face off just a one-timer i was kind of just standing there tied up with someone in front and it just hit me on the knee i didn't really think too much of it kind of limped off the ice was sitting on the bench was thinking, oh, my knee kind of hurts, but like, just I, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Just one second, I'm gonna skate on it during the next TV timeout, and it'll be all good. And then I remember sitting there. <laughs> I forget who it was. Is yelling at the trainer. Will somebody get this guy some Advil? Like, just <laughs> obviously, um, yeah, moaning and groaning a little bit on the bench. And yeah, went out during a TV timeout, tried to skate on it, and didn't feel quite right. I didn't know what it was. It was a weird sensation. And then I uh, just went into the locker room. And when I took my knee pad off and saw how swollen it was, yeah. I was like, oh, this probably isn't probably isn't right. And then they tell you the bad news. And it's, I mean, I, initially you don't know what to think because 
I'd never heard of someone breaking their kneecap and what that really means. It's not like uh, ACL, MCL, something like that. So, And then you start uh, doing a little too much research and start worrying yourself too much. But uh, the Hawks were great with my rehab, gave me everything I could have possibly imagined and probably more than I knew you could do to come back from an injury. And, yeah, I was back in, in a few months. Unfortunately, got hurt uh, quickly after that again. But, uh, yeah, they, they give you everything you, you need to come back and uh, make the rehab process a little more uh, tolerable. Yeah, I fractured mine. I think John Carlson fractured his yeah. uh, last year as well. It's, it's, a, it's a very painful um, thing to deal with, and, and like you said, the rehab's fairly long. So I, I've always marveled at the fact that it, it, people could win a, a trivia question, a bar bet type yeah. thing with, with you. Of all the defensemen here, nobody's played fewer any, uh, AHL games than you have. And oh, that, wow. that includes I didn't know that. You know, Carlson, um, you know, any of the, the, the bigger names uh, yeah. who are here. Uh, and, and come to find out, those eight games that you played for the the Rockford, uh, I guess it was the Ice Hogs. Yeah, uh, they um they were that was like a rehab assignment. Yeah. So so if you hadn't gotten hurt, there may have been yeah. no a- AHL games in in your uh, on your resume at this point. Um, the wrist injury did that happen in Rockford or? Yeah, so that yeah. happened in Rockford. I remember uh, uh, what happened. That was just kind of my. It was like my fourth or fifth game back, I want to say, and got hit kind of funny and just kind of got crunched. And remember, it wasn't like a normal broken wrist where it's like, oh, I can't move my yeah. hand. You know, it's broken. I could still move everything. Stuff just felt weird. And I played actually a couple more games on it. Uh, but it slowly just started to, to get worse. And uh, I remember after one game, probably wasn't my best game. I just being a little frustrated because you couldn't do all the things you wanted to because it was so sore. And then we took a more uh, in-depth look at it and uh, I think it's something that's it's really tough to, to tell especially because I at first didn't have any crazy symptoms it ended up being like a small tiny uh, fracture mm-hmm. that that ended up needing surgery just because of the the placement of the bone so mm-hmm. had to do that so I was out for another uh, couple months yeah a couple yeah. months and then uh, I think finally got cleared uh, medically probably game one or two of the finals and then Played in games Game three, three, four, yeah. five, and six, and yeah, there it was. I mean, that's crazy. That uh, that's great timing. Yeah, to, to to hop back in like that. Um, what was that experience like? Knowing that you know you, you're you're kind of racing time, hoping that the team keeps keeps yeah. rolling, and, and that that all this rehab is going to come to fruition. Not not in the fall, but right now. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, just coming back and seeing how it was kind of lining up. The team was, was rolling. We had a tough series against, I want to say it was Anaheim, and that yeah. came down to the wire, and we got through that and just watching and skating with the Black Aces at that time, slowly getting the, the strength back in my wrist. And, yeah, I remember the coaching staff coming out just for one Black Ace skate, kind of it must have been during the conference finals at one point, and just one of these lucky things, I think, is just they watch you do one rep of a drill. I ended up doing it pretty good, tipping a couple passes away. Probably looked like I was in good form where just happened to be that rep. I, I did it good, and I think that was all they needed to see. Is like, oh, he looks pretty good. I think uh, he might be ready to go. And then a couple games later, I was uh, I was playing. And, and the odd thing, too, is that I think people remember that cup final as the one where the, the, the Hawks rode their top four 
so hard. Yeah. Like you look at Duncan Keith's ice time for that whole playoff running. Yeah. He averaged over 31 minutes a night. Yeah. And even um, Seabrook and, and Jalmerson were over 26, and I think Oduya was around 25. So they were riding that top four, which to me, and then you guys had a kind of a third pair by committee. There were yeah. four or five, six of you guys that were, you know, getting spotted in. But, I mean, that's almost harder because you're used to playing 16, 17 yeah. minutes a night. Now all of a sudden you're only getting out there for a shift or yeah. two. But the glare, the, the spotlight is yeah. there. What was that? Like getting yeah, that's into those four games. Tough. I remember the first couple games you play. I played a decent amount where it was like twelve maybe and fourteen, and then but then the next two games didn't play much. The sixth game didn't play play a ton at all. Probably probably only like seven or eight. And remember in the third period, I I probably only got out there for a couple shifts, and it was probably because the one pair got stuck out there for a mm -hmm. couple minutes and then they stick you out there. You're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to mess this up. I haven't played enough minutes to, to mess it up, but it was, uh, no, it was great. That, that, that whole crew of guys, they made it, uh, uh, a lot easier on me and the Seabrooks and Keith and Taves, Kane, Hosa. We had an unbelievable team. Yeah. And yeah, I remember thinking, cause I mean, you get to the final and I had been hurt most of the year. So it felt like, you wanted to contribute, but most of all, you didn't want to blow it for those guys who had two cups, a third cup, kind of yeah. puts them in some rarefied air, does a lot for them. I mean, they're gonna, a bunch of them are going to be Hall of Famers, but it just does yeah. that much more for, for them. So you're thinking of all this stuff where you just really like, I mean, if I play bad, like I can take that criticism. I know I did my best to do it, but you really didn't want to let those guys down that it meant so much for you. you hadn't been there for a lot of the year. They don't, know you as well because you're a rookie so you really didn't want to want to let those guys down and you're putting a lot of pressure on yourselves but I remember uh, Seabrook and Keith coming up to me and and Taves and Kane and just making me feel a little more relaxed as bad as probably relaxed as I could be but it was uh it was an amazing experience to have in my uh first year and I think it's definitely helped me uh, throughout my career. I grew up in Chicago and lived there until my early 30s when I moved out this way. What uh, what part of the city did you live in when you were there? I lived down by I lived in Streeterville, so down by yeah. Navy Pier. It yeah. was kind of coming along, and I moved around. Uh, I was there three years. I think I lived in three different places, <laughs> just all within a block of each other. I don't know. I think I guess I just liked moving around, but uh, it was it was a nice area. It was a it was a cool city to to come into uh, my first year and. Yeah, made a lot of friends and and memories. I'll uh, never forget. What's your uh, What's your feeling on Chicago pizza? <laughs> I love it. I li I like uh, deep dish. I, my favorite is probably Giordano's. I don't know if that's too touristy or if the yeah. true people would say that's uh, a bad choice, but I really like it. I don't, I don't think you can have that more than a a few times a year though. It's pretty heavy, yeah. but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd still say my my preference is a nice, uh, thin, crispy New York slice, but yeah, but, uh, it is what it is. Well, Chicago, every everybody uh, talks about the deep dish, and it's great, yeah. like you say, but they're they're thin, crispy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good too. Um, Sox or Cubs? Yeah, it was always fun uh, going to those games. I I'd, I'd say Cubs. I, yeah. I've never been a huge uh, baseball guy, even growing up. Like I wouldn't yeah. say I was a Yankees or Mets fan. I just I, I don't know why, uh, but yeah, it was it was cool Wrigley with all that history, and the Cubs were were pretty good when I was there. They won. And they won the year after you guys did. Yeah, they? so it was uh, it was cool to be be in the city with all that going on to see them uh, flourishing and 
they had a, a great group of guys on that team that uh, that got it done, and it meant uh, a lot to so many people after such a long drought mm. and such a passionate fan base for all sports, really. When you um, <laughs> when your tenure there ended, it was because the the Vegas Golden Knights selected you in the uh, expansion draft, but then a day later you you're on your way to uh, Carolina. Did you did you get a heads up at all from your agent or anything? To, did did you were you a full fledged Vegas Golden Knight for a whole day, or or was there right away? Did you learn? Yeah. Hang on, man. There's there's something else coming. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I had a pretty good idea that I was probably going to Vegas, and then uh, when I went there, they picked so many defensemen that you you knew there'd probably be a good possibility yeah. that you'd be getting getting moved. I remember I was actually with a bunch of my buddies down in. Uh, down in where Maryland, somewhere in Maryland, we were going mm-hmm. to Ocean City, Maryland, uh, in the next day or or so. So we were actually out on the golf course by my one buddy's house, and I remember getting the call on like the I don't know fifth hole, and <laughs> to let you know that uh, you and Peck, but you also been traded to to Carolina now. And uh, but it was a uh, it was yeah it was a crazy experience to to have that happen. But Carolina, I knew actually. A bunch of guys that were that were going to be there. I was college roommates with Brett Pesci. Yeah. He was there. Scott Darling had just signed there, so it wasn't like I was going to a place I didn't know anyone. Tara Vinen was there. Yeah, I think uh, Marcus Kruger Nordstrom was there. Was there. Kruger yeah. was there with me. So uh, as far as going somewhere new, it really didn't yeah. feel uh, too uh, too crazy. Yeah, it was like Chicago East there for yeah. for a few years. Um, what was that experience going from? Kind of a you know an original six, a hotbed kind of a team to well, a little more of a a different uh, vibe as far as you know the fandom and the fan base. But I mean, it it certainly took off in, yeah. during your time down there. Yeah, it was cool. Obviously, going to Chicago, they're already a solidified uh, great team that had accomplished so much already. And then going to Carolina, where it had been a bit of a drought and hadn't made the playoffs in Ten eight or nine years, yeah. and ended up being ten. We didn't make it. My First year, but you could tell they they were building something. They had some pieces there that were good. The young guys, Aho, is uh, unbelievable, and I mean they have so many good young players at that point. And uh, yeah, you knew something special was getting built. And obviously, the the fan base has, has showed that uh, uh, they're pretty passionate, and uh, it's a loud building to play in. It's tough to play in, especially with that style of play that uh, Roddy has them playing, yeah. where it's uh, fast. It's it, it's tough and. Yeah, it's it's hard to play in that building. So yeah, when we uh, started to turn it around, be a little more competitive, and the crowd was coming, and uh, we had some storm surges that seemed to attract a few more people too. And yeah, it was it was cool to be part of something like that to to build it up and to get there and to see that success come from. Obviously, I wasn't there a, a ton as far with the with the growing pains and seeing it through all that, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it was definitely cool to to be there as we finally made the playoffs for the first time to see how much that that meant to the fans and the organization, and then to make a pretty good run uh, yeah. in the playoffs. It was uh, it was cool. It was definitely uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot different than Chicago, the city that you live in, and all that stuff. But it was a it was a lot of fun. We had a good group of guys. It was a pretty young team, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like you say, I think it was Brendan Moore's first season behind the bench, and. You guys went all the way to the conference final, knocked off the defending cup champion yeah. Caps there in the first round too, um, and then you you reach you achieve um, unrestricted free agency, albeit in the middle of 
a pandemic. Yeah. What what was that experience like compared to what you maybe hoped or expected yeah. it would be like a year or so earlier? Yeah, it was obviously uh, not exactly as you had planned it or or pictured it, but it was it was what it was, and I was fortunate enough to have uh, interest from from Washington and end up coming here to a team uh, with a, with a great group of guys and. Uh, that had had so much success and knew I wanted to go somewhere with a competitive team. And we had some battles with them over the years when I was in Carolina. And, uh, yeah, when when I talked to them and uh, knew I could end up here, I, I thought it would be a, be a good fit. And, yeah, it was I got here, and it was just as you pictured it, a, a great group, a veteran group, but uh, uh, a fun group to come into the rink with every day. It seems like guys are always laughing, having a good time, and, and no – when to when to ramp up the intensity and seriousness and know when to have fun because it's a long year and if you're uh, too too much on edge the the whole time it feels that much longer so I think that's part of uh, why they're so successful here is they know uh, know how to manage the season and uh, uh, get geared up for for all the games and and bring great efforts every night and you certainly didn't play as much as you hoped last year but they come to you uh, in March. You, you guys come to an agreement on a, on a contract extension, um, a two-year extension. So what was it that made this place appealing to you to, to want to stay here? Because, I mean, you're one of a number of guys in that room that, that have come here on a, on a short-term deal, Nick Dowd, um, Michael Kempney, uh, Connor Sherry, t- lots of guys in that room, T.J. Oshie even, um, I came here for whatever reason, whether you were traded or signed here, and then liked it well enough to to want to stay. Yeah, obviously, it's a a great place to live. Uh, the everyday life, the coming into the practice rink is easy. It's uh, it's it's pretty good weather as far as things are concerned. The guys within the room are are awesome. It's uh, it's fun coming to the rink every day. Uh, the coaching staff was great. They were good to me, like you said. I didn't play as much as I I had hoped, but they. Uh, but with that being said, uh, still kind of enjoy myself, even when things weren't going as as I had hoped. I think said a lot about the the guys in the room and the staff, and uh, yeah, like the the style we play, the kind of everything was uh, seem seemed great. So when uh, we were able to get that done, it was it was nice, and uh, to come here play a little more this year, it's been uh, a lot of fun. What's it been like for your parents? Do you think to have two two sons playing in the NHL, and did, do they try to get to some of the games where you and James are maybe going head to head? Oh yeah, I think they've probably been to. I'm trying to think of how many times we've played against each other, but they've probably only missed one or two mm. where we where we've played each other. I know they've flew out to Chicago a couple times, Toronto, Philly. I mean, Philly's an easy drive from Jersey, sure. so and even coming down here, it's not too bad. So it's. Uh, they're definitely trying to make them uh, as many as they can. I know they log a, log a ton of miles. They'd uh, probably be at 95% of the, the Flyers' home games, and then if they play the Rangers, we play the Rangers, Islanders, Devils. Those are all within an hour of my house, so they can go to all those too. So they like the division we're in. They can they can get to most of those. But uh, I'm definitely really fortunate to have uh, parents uh, that supportive. I know – when I was up in New Hampshire in college and uh, when my little brother was there, they'd, they'd drive up, even if it was for one game. It's five hours, five and a half hours oh. up there. They'd drive up, go see the game, and sometimes they'd do it all in one night. If they were too jacked up from the game, they'd just drive home and do 10 hours of driving in one day just to see one hockey game and be there to support us. So we're uh, extremely lucky uh, to have support like that. And 
uh, yeah, we like to uh, hopefully play close games when we're playing each other and uh, both guys uh, to have good nights. I mean, it's great for them that you guys are both in the same division now, I yeah. guess. And um, any, any good stories from playing against James over the years in the NHL? Trying to think, they haven't been too eventful. I think uh, our overall record versus each other too is pretty close to 500. Huh. So yeah. it's uh, pretty pretty nice for my parents. They, yeah, yeah. They get the one team's hat on, the other team's jacket on. Mom has a scarf on for one team and winter hat from the other. <laughs> so uh, they're pretty pretty much right down the middle. I think. Uh, yeah, like I said, as long as it's a close game where guys aren't getting injured, I think that's what they're they're praying most for. So it's. Uh, as long as that happens, they're they're pretty happy. Well, last thing before we let you go, tell us about your cup day. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was uh, brought it back to New Jersey, got it in the morning, and uh, yeah, brought it to. I'm trying to think how it how it all went. Brought it to a uh, just a, my town has a like a center in the middle of it, mm-hmm. so we brought it there. Let people come through got a picture with it for a couple hours then brought it to the local hockey rink that we played at a bunch growing up uh let some young kids uh get their picture with it there brought it to the state troopers they kind of guided us around so we figured yeah. uh, bring it to them for a little bit and then uh brought it back to my house for a little bit um had some friends and family over there. Uh, I think it was pouring rain a little bit at one point. You kind of, uh-huh. kind of let you decompress it inside and kind of slow down and enjoy it. And then uh, we actually, probably the most fun part was we took it on my dad's boat uh, with me and uh, my brothers and family and a uh, couple close buddies and kind of took it down the river by my house to the restaurant we were having the the night uh, with it. And yeah. And then the night went as it, as it did. And it was a, it was a lot of fun and yeah, you end up making back to your house and unfortunately you got to hand it over around midnight, yeah. but, uh, it's a, it's a great, uh, 24 hours, uh, of fun and, uh, hopefully something we'll get to do again soon. Yeah, I would say so. Um, we've, we've, we've seen a few of them here. Um, but yeah, would love to ha- have the opportunity to yeah, do that again. Sure. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, totally appreciate it, and great to see you back, and uh, great to see you playing so much this year as well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. This has been Break the Ice with Mike Vogel, presented by Power Up Premium Trail Mix, the official trail mix of the Washington Capitals. If you like the show, please leave a review.